0: dork wars the podcast your galactic hub for all things star wars my name's blake and let me introduce our host for this evening first we have the ever elusive but he's here right now grant hey how's it going and the funny one wesley well hi there what's up dorks and that's it
1: actually (laughs) hi blake that's everybody so um (laughs) hi blake the best host in the galaxy, Boy.
0: So uh, we don't have our full crew tonight, uh, mainly because this is a emergency recording. Mm-hmm. You heard that right, folks. Emergency recording. We actually recorded this exact same episode two nights ago, um, but uh, I messed up. I had some bad, uh, I had some bad stuff go down with my recording. It stopped recording like thirty minutes mm-hmm. in. Grant never even started recording;
1: uh, he just talked, <laughs> and he I, was talking I, to
0: the wind. It was it was crazy.
1: It, it was crazy, you know. I've never seen that before, but uh, you guys were listening at least.
0: Yes, and now all of those thoughts, feelings, in the raw moment that we had, <laughs> are gone. <laughs> are gone. And that's okay. That's all right, because now we're about to make new memories.
2: If we made a recording and no one ever hears it, did it happen?
1: We have two or well, three I mean, episodes that never released that say that's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you think about it, uh, Grant didn't record, and there's half an hour of something that exists for me, and then uh, an Wesley, hour Diedrich, or so gone. <laughs> and Andrew all have two hours. Uh, that episode was about to be two hours, but we're going to see if we can cut it down tonight. Maybe not bore you guys so much. With that, let's get to our Star Wars news. Now hear this.
2: Now hear this! Now hear this! Now you hear this, whoever you are.
0: So for our news this evening, we have a rumor. rumor, has it. rumor, rumor
2: has it.
0: Ooh, I like secrets. Juicy, it's rumor. juicy. Rumors. It's a lot of drama, you know, secrets, man. Stuff being leaked out. What's the T? So Katie Sackoff, uh, n- we know her and love her as Bo Katan, Kais. Bo Katan, Kreese. It's cre- It's pronounced Kreese, Grant. It's pronounced Kreese. If you, if you've heard both if ways, you, have you ever watched Clone Wars? I'm just kidding. It's, yes. it's got an R in it because I think in an earlier episode, like you bagged on me for how I pronounced it. And, I did not. Uh, that was Dietrich. No, I think it was you actually. It might have been both of you, but I, I specifically remember you because it's an emotional scar now.
1: It's there. Those forever. are scars that
0: don't they don't heal. They don't heal overnight. It, it was it's your words that did the scarring. I'm just kidding. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, Katie Sackhoff has some apparently good news, and uh, that comes by way of Ming Na Wen on Twitter. She tweeted, "Woohoo! Thrilled for you, Katie Sackhoff. Congrats, girl." Hashtag Bo-Katan Hashtag Star Wars At Disney Plus That's oh. uh, a It's pretty telling I think <laughs> uh, The The tweet has been since removed Deleted And Disney has tried to wipe it off the face of the internet But <laughs> we all know once it's out there It's it's out there
1: Yeah I'm excited for it uh, Katie Sackhoff is one of my favorite actresses uh, Like Terran Battlestar Galactica and I liked her as her role playing Bo-Katan, and I think it'd be great to see her in her own series. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm excited too. Yeah, I like Bo-Katan, and I think that'd be a cool series.
2: I think it's funny that uh, <laughs> that actress <laughs> uh, released it accidentally. Like, whoops!
0: She may be the Tom Holland of uh, of Star Wars. I was
1: about to say that. I was about to say she's new Tom or Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, say not even Tom Holland spoiled uh, Spider Man this time. <laughs> yeah, this time.
0: But uh, I don't know if I'm as excited as you guys about this news. I I like katan I like Katie Sackhoff's portrayal of her. I think it's great. But I think we've seen a lot of what's happened with Bo-Katan. Like she got um, she got some she got a lot of development in Clone Wars. Yeah, we see her in the Mandalorian. And I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know how her story could be any more developed uh, as a main character. I think that we're getting enough of her as a side character in The Mandalorian, and I think she will definitely be in The Mandalorian season three uh, as a as a main psychic If we're not getting Grogu, which I don't think we are, so. Yeah. Um, I, okay. Whatever happens in Mandalorian Season 3 is probably going to lead up to the series. If I had to take a guess, and I'm calling this I'm... way in advance. No, no, I'm taking a guess first. I'm taking okay, a guess okay, first. Go ahead. I'm, I'm taking a guess first. I so my guess is that... It. No, no, it's me. I'm making the guess. This is my prediction way ahead, and you guys can like tell me if I'm wrong when the time comes. But I think at the end of Mandalorian Season 3... Bo-Katan will come out with the Darksaber and be the ruler of Mandalore.
1: I agree. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I'm going to go in a completely opposite direction from you. I think that this series is going to take place before Mandalorian, where we see her in the Mandalorian, and it's going to kind of get us to uh, to her being to where she was in the Mandalorian. Going after the and Darksaber w- how she lost the Darksaber, because she had it in Rebels when we last saw her. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, I'm I'm gonna be less excited if it's if it's that.
0: If I'm being honest. I'm gonna be less excited. Because you know excited. where it's going. Because you know where it's going. And but what if we do like a book of Boba Fett flashback present day thing,
2: you know? So so to clarify, Blake, you think it's gonna be Bo Katan ruling Mandalore, and whereas Grant believes it's going to be her on an adventure to get the the Darksaber back.
0: Yes, that's, that is what we're saying, I believe. And I think it might be like a Book of Boba Fett ripoff because it seems like maybe she would be uniting all the different Mandalorians spread out across the galaxy because, you know, they're not all in one place, right? So maybe it's going to be like her trying to make Mandalore a single-minded group of people again because we know they're not a race. They are a race but they're more than that. They have foundlings. They have people that they've, um, initiated into being Mandalore. So I think it'll be something like that. I'm not totally sure, but that's my guess.
1: It could definitely be. And, uh, we don't have much of any details about it. No one really heard about it until this tweet. Um, so it, it could be very early in development and maybe the, the writers and stuff don't even know. Um, You know all that much about it. They just have a general idea but don't know exactly where they're going with it yet. So it could be interesting to see.
0: Very much so. Uh, Moving on now, I would like to remind everyone that Dork Wars the Podcast has a merch store. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come. I'll show you. Open up this door. We have Dork Wars the t-shirt. We have Dork Wars the hoodie. We got Dork Wars the phone case. We have Dork Wars... The fart spray—that's uh, <laughs> not true. We do not have Dork Wars the fart spray, but uh, we will let you know here first when that is developed.
1: We do have—we uh, are in the, the midst of getting something ready called Dork Wars the Rancor Saddle. Oh, huh? If if we we have an early development,
0: we haven't done a spoiler warning for this episode yet, Grant. So I don't—that might be over the line. But yes, we are going to have a Dork Wars podcast Rancor Saddle. That is also meant not for ra-
2: true. It's meant for Rancors, rancors only.
0: Rancors? But Nine they don't. Exist. Oh. oh, God. There it
1: goes. <laughs> Use for Rancors only. Use on other animals. Could cause bodily harm. We do not <laughs> condone injuring of any animals. We are in compliance with PETA.
0: Well, I will tell you what. We, we are not going to have a saddle for Rancors because Rancors do not exist. So, if you like our show, if you've ever listened, if you've ever thought, hey, I would like to wear the Dork Wars, the podcast name, on my person, check out the merch store. Just go to our link tree, type in Dork Wars link tree in Google. You'll find us. I promise. We are also part of a conglomerate of other geeky, dorky Star Wars podcasts, I'm talking about the Red 5 Network. You know and love them. So let's run that promo.
1: This podcast is
0: part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. So this week, um, the Dork Wars text chat, where we all just talk to each other all the time because we are each other's best friends for life. Um, we had a deep discussion about the... Uh, Anakin Palpatine scene, or Anakin Windu Palpatine scene in *Revenge of the Sith*, where um, Mace Windu is thrown out the Windu um, window. <laughs> excuse me. Yes, <Yeah. laughs> and we we all came to the conclusion um, that Mace Windu was breaking the Jedi code, right? Like Mace Windu went against what he should have done. Like he should have just captured Palpatine. He was helpless. He was defenseless. And, you know, he, he kind of went against the code and tried to kill him. And yeah, Anakin wasn't having it. When Windu tells Anakin that Palpatine is too dangerous to be left alive, they have this little exchange where Palpatine's pleading with Anakin to save his life, um, that Master Windu is the bad guy, and uh, Master Windu is telling Anakin, no, he's the traitor, he's the bad guy, he's, he's in control of the courts, he could do this, like, he'll get off, if, if we just arrest him, he'll get off, and... You know, that's actually probably true. And the honestly, the, the whole right answer may be to kill um Palpatine before he becomes the Emperor, right? But that also goes against the Jedi Code. Palpatine kinda convinces Anakin that Mace Windu is just as bad as the Sith. And we can see right after this exchange that Anakin really like changes his demeanor. Like he cuts his eyes different. He kind of like turns his head in this very menacing way. I think this is one of the best pieces of acting that Hayden Christensen did in the prequel trilogy. And that's when, of course, Mace Windu gets his hands cut off. and Or excuse me, his one hand cut off and Emperor Palpatine shocks him
2: out the window. <laughs> yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that Mace Windu is just as bad as Palpatine um, for his decision or anything like that because um, it was like a high pressure situation and but you know it was it was kind of ironic that he decided to to break the Jedi code in that moment to you know just kill Emperor Palpatine instead of uh, following the code and let him get a fair trial and that's what uh, Anakin wanted you know he's like, like you can't kill him we gotta take him as prisoner and give him a fair trial so it, it, they switched roles in that moment and of course we all know what happens like blake explained and, and that was at like, the final breaking point for anakin so yeah i i, I just kind of realized all this recently thinking
1: about that and uh just adding to it if you think back to that movie um earlier in the movie anakin uh is you know fighting count dooku and has him at there and he's ready has him uh all right, let me restart that. Mm-hmm. He has them, has him, like, under arrest, basically. He has him, his arms cut off. He has his, right there, lightsabers at his neck, and can sit there and bring him in for a fair trial. And Palpatine convinces him to kill him, okay? And uh, after that, you know, he feels like that's one of the main reasons why he isn't left on the council as a master. Um, yeah. And yet he sees this master, the same person who told him you know, you're not a master yet. Yeah. Literally do the same thing Anakin was doing. And it's like, oh, so you can do it and be a master, but I can't. And that's right? interesting. it's that, very interesting. I, I think that's really kind of like really broke him and just said, forget the Jedi, they're hypocrites.
2: Yeah. I don't know I've why never, I never like analyzed it that, like that before, but yeah, all that is true.
1: <laughs> I've always seen
0: parallels between those two scenes, but I've never, never seen it from that way way and and that's interesting to me i I think that's totally a factor whether george lucas thought about that ahead of time or not but a lot of the same terminology is used the same kind of phrasing and stuff all about palpatine and anakin who are both there but yeah it it kind of highlights the hypocrisy of the jedi for one we all know that they have this hubris and that's really why they failed because they were too sure of themselves they thought they had eradicated the sith for all time when that was not true then um anakin sees that mace is willing to go against the jedi code to break the jedi code and kill palpatine so he he kind of feels like the jedi and the sith like there's really no difference they're they're both going to do what they need to do to survive and that is when he makes the turn i think that is really when he turns to the dark side and embraces it fully because i mean like i said his whole demeanor changes So, it seems like Mace Windu may have been the final straw that broke the camel's back that was Anakin's trip to the dark side. So, Wesley, I know you and Mace Windu. (laughs) I know you guys are tight. And there's been Rocket League tournaments, So many tournaments. And there's been sensitive talks. So many sensitive talks. There's been just so much much between you guys. So
2: much between
0: us. Have you lost any respect for Mace Windu? Is he still your favorite Jedi, uh, enlightenment? I've had
2: a I've had a year to think about this and <laughs> I think it's time to move on and take a break. Let's see what else is out there.
1: If this is the breaking point for Anakin, um my thinking is, you know, ultimately he left to the dark side after killing uh I would say Dooku was really the the first step on down that well not the first step, but a major step down the road to the dark side. So, what would have ended up happening to Mace Windu had he killed Palpatine? Would he have eventually went to the dark side? Would he have stayed strong to the light? It's an interesting theory to uh to talk about maybe in a future episode.
0: I think so too. That that'd be a great yeah. topic and there's all this hype and buzz about Mace Windu not really being dead, um, and maybe he'll pop up in one of these Disney Plus uh, shows. And you know, I'm I'm not against it. I I don't think they have to, but it would certainly be interesting.
1: I didn't seem as like a to. forced ghost or anything. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, if he's there, he's
0: alive. I, So, moving on to the main topic for the evening, and everyone knows what it is. We're talking about the Book of Boba Fett, Episode 3. All right, so, Book of Boba Fett, Episode 3 The Streets of Mos Espa. Um, Like the title says, we're going to get a look at the different tiers of Mos Espa, and it's it's pretty intriguing to me. So the episode starts out with uh, Boba Fett talking to the palace droid 8D8, and they have their little exchange um, about the city, about how to unite the city, what, what the tiers are. There's the, um, the working tier. There's the Trandoshans, like in the center of the city, and then there's your, your higher-up people. It really breaks down... The uh, the different levels of people, like the different classes of people in Mos Espa, and I'm I'm not going to get it all into the specifics, but basically you have like the Trandoshans, then you have the uh, the working class people in the uh, what what did he call that the uh, the working district district I believe.
1: Um, I can't remember the actual district names. I, yeah. I know that they split up the city between three factions, and that's the Great. main the main gist of it. The sender is hold by uh the Trandoshans. uh Trandoshans, which is kind of like why we keep seeing them every time he goes into mm-hmm. town and that's kind of important. Um and then it like you can continue with the other the other groups.
0: Yeah, you had the then then you have the working district uh that that we kinda see most of in this episode, and then the outer district that uh was held by, by a, diff, a different faction and you can go back and watch that scene and kind of listen to like which factions are in which part of the city and it's a really important scene and I, I like how we get this breakdown now we're kind of seeing the structure of Mos Espa we're seeing who is who and who is not
1: Mos Espa was divided amongst three families the Trandoshans took the city center the Aquilish, the Workers' District here, and the Clactonians, the Starport, and Upper Sprawl.
2: Hey, so, so question about that faction. Um, so is that only applicable to Mos Espa, or is that like prevalent
1: across the entire planet of Tatooine? The way that they make it out seems to be mainly uh, Mos Espa.
0: Yeah, we're, we're definitely talking Mos Espa. Um, they okay. have the map of the city out and all that. But it could be just a uh, like an anecdotal part of Tatooine. Like, it's like that here, but it's also like that in Mos Eisley. And it's also like that in this other town, and this other settlement. It, it may be. I don't know. And, and we might get more more of this in flashbacks because uh, and we'll get to this later, but Boba Fett <laughs> ends up in Mos Eisley to, to visit the Pikes a little bit later on. And I think we're going to find out. You know, is is it just Mos Espa that's set up like this, or is it the whole of Tatooine? Good question. I think it's something to keep in mind. So this is where the uh, the water dealer. I'm just going to call him the water dealer. I can't remember his name. Uh, do they even name the guy? Uh, I don't think so. I, can't, I don't think they do. So the water dealer from the working district comes in and complains to Boba Fett. Um, about a group of robotic teenagers who are stealing his water. He says that nobody respects Boba Fett, that he's a <laughs> joke, and he, he kind of, he says that I'm offended for you. Um, I'm, offended, I'm offended for you that no one respects you. Just trying to get Boba Fett to do something about these teenagers and trying to kind of appeal to Boba Fett's um, softer side, his, his side that uh, is prideful about being a leader. And it seems that Boba Fett has no soft side because I think he wasn't having any of it. He's pretty much like, I'll I'll do what I can. I'll see what's going on. We get to Mos Espa. We get to the working district, and he walks up on the group of teenagers, all robotically enhanced.
1: With attitude, uh, by the with way. With attitude.
0: <laughs> Cyberpunk.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he confronts them, and he basically asks them, like, so did you steal the water? And they're totally upfront about it. Yep, we stole it. We did don't it. care. What you
2: gonna do about it? <laughs> yeah, what you gonna do about yeah. it, old
0: man? That's kinda like that's that's the vibe I'm getting. And they're like, Yeah, we didn't pay for it, we stole it. And he's like, Well, why didn't you pay for it? This is the working district, right? Aren't you don't you have jobs, aren't you working? And they're like, Well, at at the prices he's selling it for, we can't afford it. Like, there's not even any work going on. I mean, crime is pretty much the only work to do and if you're not in crime you're not making any money and that that seems to be the exchange and this is when boba fett well you know what i said boba fett didn't have a softer side but here it is he takes his helmet off he looks the girl in the face he he really (laughs) feels for these kids it seems
2: like and he says well
0: since there's no work here why don't
2: you work for me I feel like Boba Fett, yeah, has much more of a softer side than I do. Because if I had kids like disrespecting me like that, like I get, I get mad. (laughs) Dude, Wesley would probably
0: smack them. I I think, I think Wesley would get violent.
1: (laughs) I don't think it's a softer side. I think it's like he was ready to know. He was ready to shoot them and everything. Except he started asking before he started casting. You know, punishment for their crimes. He he asked like, "Why you're doing this?" and kind of got to the bottom of what was going on and figured out that uh, the guy, the water dealer was upcharging like over double, you know, for a single week's worth of water. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, well, you know, and there's no work. So what are they supposed to do? You know, it's steal or steal or die at that
0: point. Pretty much. And that really appeals to Bulba's sense of respect. Like he believes that everyone should have the means to live. And I think that's something good about Boba Fett. This is when the water dealer comes out and he's like, Nope, I'm not having any of this. They owe me thirteen hundred. Was it it's not credits because credits aren't spendable out there. What what do they say? It's thirteen hundred what? Just
2: thirteen hundred? What was the I wasn't familiar with the currency he said. Yeah, it was something
1: I didn't know. Yeah, it was something definitely different. Um but he does say it's like thirteen hundred and like he, he ends up selling saying, I'll pay you like, what 500. was that? five uh, hundred. Yeah, so nearly one third of what of the asking price. And it was
0: funny because at this point he's like, Well, I said thirteen hundred. Uh Boba says, No. I said, I heard you. And you're getting five hundred and you're gonna be happy about it. And um You get five hundred or you get nothing. The water dealer yeah, was so not very happy that the kids get let off, you know?
2: I mean, this is another example of Boba Fett being like the judge and giving them a fair trial, you know?
1: Yeah, he isn't, uh, you know, just casting uh, sentencing before, you know, figuring out what really happened. The man is ruling with respect.
0: That is the theme of Book of Boba Fett so far, it seems. And he's doing a great job. I really like this scene. I I really like him taking these teenagers in. Kind of like a, a Zordon figure, you know. And I don't know if you noticed this, but each one of these kids have a different colored bike. And it's really reminiscent of another group of teenagers with
1: Attitude.
2: Go, go, Power Rangers!
1: You know, Blake, now that you mention it, it really is reminiscent of that. And I, You know, I just didn't catch that before in the episode. <laughs> oh, that's oh, the first yeah. thing I thought of. Go, it was, go,
2: Power Rangers! Go, go, Robot Rangers!
0: Yeah, they'd have a funny name. But, I mean, it, they're, they're like a... Well... It's funny that they all start out as punks because the, the original Power Rangers were all really good kids. Except, yeah, they were all really good kids before they were Power Rangers. And these guys are just punks. And now they're Power Ranger kids. So now we get to our flashback scene. And we only have one this week. And it was really satisfying. And it's short. Yeah, it's not very long, but it's pretty. Well, I'm not going to say satisfying.
2: But no, no, definitely not satisfying. Not satisfying. Very dissatisfying. It causes lots of pain. <laughs> So much pain. So we see
0: Boba Fett riding in on a bantha, like the boss man. Like Boba Fett is coming to get some stuff done, and as cool as he looks, that
1: bantha is really, really slow. <laughs> like, like I would, I would wh- hate to travel. Why is that their chosen course of, en- of transportation when they have those speeder bikes? Yeah, right? they have yeah, the speeder like, bikes. Yeah,
0: I'd hate to travel by Bantha, man. Like, it
1: can't be comfortable, you know? Probably smells. Oh, it certainly smells. I mean, the animal lives in the desert. Have you smelled a camel before? Them things stink. No, Grant, I have I mean, I don't... I, <laughs> I've never owned a camel. Listen, being, I've never ridden being a, camel. a fighting camel myself and having had the opportunity to ride a real-life one, they do not smell pleasant. <laughs> Did they bring a camel to... Yeah, camel. yeah, they brought him every year where you could go ride one. It was really cool. Oh, nice. Grant's,
0: Grant's college mascot was a camel, and he got to ride a camel in college. That's I mean, that's pretty neat. But anyways, according to Grant, camels stink, and banthas probably do too. And I know their Poodoo stinks, man. Bantha Poodoo. <laughs> Our boy Boba Fett comes into Mos Eisley, not Mos Espa. This is not the same town, and sometimes it's hard to uh, get these settlements in Tatooine. Uh, s- separated from one another because for the longest time, for the longest time, I thought that in episode one, Phantom Menace, that the pod racing and stuff took place. I thought it all took place in Mos Eisley as a kid, you know, but it doesn't. It takes place in Mos, yep. Mos Espa. That is the place both it is in the present, but no, now we're in Mos Eisley and he's going to visit the Pikes.
1: I was going to say, um, I- I'll just Off-topic, kind of, sort of, but like a sidebar. I wonder if, like, the most comes from, like, a continent that's separated in there, and that's how they get their names for all their cities, since there's so few on Tatooine's, like, based on the continent, and then just the name. Possibly. I have no idea. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. I don't know if anyone even really cares about that. I don't know. It's just interesting. A lot of people, Star Wars nerds, like weird things like that. That's
0: true. There there are some, like, hardcore fans that want to know what kind of deodorant Han Solo uses and
1: stuff. Like, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's uh, Old Spice Captain. Be? Mm. 100%, Axe man. 100%. Free.
0: We are not endorsed by Old Spice or Axe uh, unless they they want to endorse us, and we'll take your money, please. Um Dork wars the axe spray. That'd be awesome. Um, so Boba Fett's coming in on his Bantha. He's coming to see the pikes. He walks in, and the Pike does not have his mask on. He has no mask. He is he is maskless.
2: Yep, second time. Second
0: time we've seen this. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh old Fish Face himself sitting there.
1: <laughs>
0: and Boba Fett tells him, Hey, um, did you get my message? And he's like, Yes, I did get your message. But uh I don't think we're gonna pay you. Um the uh the syndicate will not allow us to pay more than one person for passage on that land. And he said, Well, who else is who else is trying to get money from you? He's like, Well, the biker gang. And um Boba Fett said, No, we'll take care of the biker gang. You're you're gonna pay us and he said, Well pretty much the pike tells uh Boba Fett th- to resolve it. Like whoever comes out on top, there's gonna be a fight. Yeah. And whoever, whoever's there at the end is going to be paid. With and I look forward
2: to uh, working with you.
0: That's right. And Boba Fett tells him, you'll never hear from that biker gang again. Well, that aged well. Th- All <laughs> oh, for about five minutes. Anyways, so, uh, and in those five minutes, we see Boba Fett riding a Bantha through the <laughs> desert
1: very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, if he were at a speeder bike, he could have made it back in time. So, in the distance,
0: Boba Fett sees smoke, and what is presumably five hours later, he comes upon the Tusken tribe, and he start, he gets off the Bantha, starts running towards the tribe. All the tents are messed up. Um, the Tuscans have been killed, the men, the women, and the children. It's. It
1: was an Anakin killing. I mean, it was. It was then a Padme slaughter. Up
2: and, it was a. Then s- Padme shows up and hugs <laughs> Boba because that's attractive to him, to her.
0: Yeah, well, Boba didn't do this, <laughs> but Bo, Boba didn't do the slaughtering though. She would have come up I and know. hugged. Well, she I. Would get- have, she would have come up and hugged the biker gang, which is kind of creepy.
1: Uh, well. well. And she's dead. I, I guess it'd be Princess Leia what would be the one to do it because, I mean, she did it right after the Death Star blew up too. So, I mean, must be running the family. So, uh, <laughs> Boba Fett's distraught and it's not clear if all the
0: Tuscans died or if some got away. I, I don't know. We we don't know. Like, I'd, I'd hate to see that, like, the little kid Tusken died. Like, that would be really sad. I think the fact that the, the Tuskens died at all is incredibly sad. Like, I've become a Tusken Raider fan. I, I've invested in this tribe of Tuskins. I've seen their traditions. I've seen their love for one another, their respect for Boba Fett. Um, I've seen them go through so much in the last two, and it and it seems like we've been with them for like a long time, and we haven't. You know, we saw them overcome the Pikesnicket on the train last week. Like it's, it's sad. Like they killed them off, man. Like, and I wanted to see more of them. I'm I'm saddened by this development. Thank you, John Favreau, for killing my
1: favorite group of Tuscan Raiders. Thank you. It's like you guys attach to these guys and then you're going to kill them three episodes in.
2: But it does give it you like a Game of Thrones like a Game of Thrones scene.
0: Well it gets you, man, because like I thought we were in it for the long haul
1: with these guys. I really did. Yeah. I thought they were gonna be the connection to present day and uh well if they are <laughs> not many of them are. Nope, nope, not at all.
2: So we could clearly see that the chief was killed, Um, but like you said, the the child and also like the, the teacher one, the teacher the Tuscan, warrior. like the warrior. Yeah, the, the warrior. Yeah, the warrior. Yeah, the warrior. I didn't see yeah. their body,
1: so I, yeah. they, they could still be out there. They could be. The warrior could have escaped with the child, maybe?
0: I hope so. I really, really hope so. That or they could be prisoners. They could, be, and that's true too, like, we don't get anything else after this scene. We see the markings for the biker gang that came up and killed them all. But that's it. And I don't know. Do you think the biker gang actually killed the Tuskens? Or do you think it was the Pikes and they just kind of framed the biker gang? I, I think it was the biker gang, personally. But I don't um, know. They
2: Yeah, I definitely think it's the biker gang. But the Pikes could be involved with uh, you know, setting that up. I don't know. Yeah, they, yeah, they could have hired them. I
1: definitely... I definitely think the Pikes said, "Hey, we already paid you, and we know how you do business, and you didn't destroy our train." So, uh, Boba Fett's here. Go, go, kill the Tusken Raiders for us, real quick. Right. I wonder how the reception you know, is of, on
0: Tatooine. Do you think that hollow call was like kind of, kind
1: of sketchy, kind of breaking up and stuff, or do you think they have like five G? I mean, I would say that they probably had six G because they're actually able to have you know three D graphics pop up. So. I think they're ahead. (laughs) You're probably right. You're probably right. I mean, don't you know uh, that that uh, those connection issues were handled very well during the High Republic era? That's right. Yeah, but it's all gone to crap now.
2: Whatever kind of data package they have, it's better than what you have, Blake.
0: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I have horrible internet. I have horrible internet. It's it's a wonder that I can even do this podcast. Um, (laughs) But anyways, this is where... We go back to present day. We flash forward. Uh, Bulba, I believe this is where Bulba's having the um, the the consistent kind of flashback about his dad leaving Camino and he's watching the slave one. Uh, excuse me, the fire spray. Don't cancel me. Fire spray! Don't get cancel canceled. Me. You're done. We see him looking after the fire spray go off and he's touching the window and there's all that water on Camino and then he's being ripped out of the back tank in the present day. Black Chrysantin. That's all I'm gonna say. Black <laughs> Chrysantin. He's PK. on a rampage. He's choking. I mean I I didn't like that Black Chrysantin was that sneaky. I think he's more of a brute than he is um stealthy. Like how did he how did he get through that humongous freaking uh garage door that is inside in job
1: Yep, inside Jabba, possibly. Or maybe there's a, a secret entrance that Jabba has that uh, the twins knew about and uh, Boba Fett didn't know. And so they said, hey, go in, get into, uh, you know, I guess it'd be, uh, I guess, Boba's chamber, probably used to be Jabba's chamber, inner chamber, and uh, go kill him. You don't have to worry about his guards. So it would just be a one-on-one fight. Just uh, go in there, smack him around real good, use your amazing electrified knuckles, and uh, kill him.
0: So this brings up a very... A very crucial point for me, if that used to be Jabba's room, you know, like, Jabba's furniture was all, like, really big stone diocese that he could sit on, like, do you think Bulba got a mattress for that? I mean, it'd be like a king-size bed for him, I guess, or maybe like a California king, or a, a most Eisley king, whatever they have on Tatooine.
1: Um... He just sleeps on the in the back of the tank. He doesn't need a bed anymore. He he's fine. Just give him in just give him well, the you know true. the but, fluid, and he's where, all set.
0: But where does he just sit at like of course he does sit on that throne that Bib Fortuna had. So maybe Bib Fortuna did like the renovations from big slug person to humanoid people. Hmm. Anyways, just a thought. So uh Black Chrysantin <laughs> is choking out uh Boba. He's about to strangle him to death when all of a sudden go go. In come the robot teams with Attitude, <laughs> and they start whooping up on Black Chrysanthemum. I think he could take any one of them in a one-on-one fight, but um, they're using all these different weapons and stuff, and they've got him. They cheated. Um, they did. They did cheat, but they saved Boba's life like they're paid to do. And one would cheap shot him here, and the other one would get him on this side and, and this side, and they end up capturing
2: Black Chrysanthemum. This kid's have been hired yeah. for like 10 minutes now, and they already got activity. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean the only thing that that gets me kind of upset here is the fact that uh, Boba Fett just seems to be helpless in any sort of fight <laughs> at all in the well, series, and it's just like. But he was. It doesn't snatched. matter. He's been trained without his armor, though. That's true. But by, he was snatched. I know what you're gonna say.
0: He was snatched at a deep sleep.
1: I mean, yeah, but I'm not just talking about this fight. Look was, at every fight he's been in I in mean, the series. I agree. It's just been I Boba agree. getting curb stomped and being saved by somebody. Except for in the past. In the past, he has fought very, very well. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. In the past, he did. But present day, for some reason, he forgot all his training. He's got maybe he's the flashbacks are him remembering stuff because he got some sort of amnesia or something. Well, and doesn't know how to fight properly? I don't yeah. think so. I mean, maybe no.
0: I think we'll find out. Maybe maybe there's something else that happens to Boba that requires him to be in that um back to tank. And I know in the Mandalorian season two we saw him just whipping tail here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, yeah. like
1: that that's my thing, is like we already seen him pass this flashback period during uh, Mandalorian season two, and he didn't have these issues now, so is this a different Boba Fat? Are we in the alternate universe and Mandalorian is in another universe? Uh, let's 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 not try to reach. Yeah, he definitely seems like he's aged now,
2: and and he's just not as active as he once was. Um, which I hate that because I like my memory of Boba Fett to be, you know, like the badass bounty hunter one. But so season two
1: Boba Fett of Mandalorian
2: basically. They, let's go, yeah.
0: So we'll. I hope we see like some good Boba Fett fights. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that it, it gets there, and maybe maybe he's just not fully healed from the bacta or whatever's going on with him and i feel like we're going to get that kind of background. So Black
1: Chrysanthemum has been captured. And oh, one big thing about Black Chrysanthemum, real quick, uh the knuckles. Are, we don't see him really put them on, so maybe he's like the the teenagers that have the robotic uh prosthetics or not prosthetics, but enhancements, I guess i will call them. Yeah. And uh maybe he's got some enhancements of his own.
0: Possibly. Ooh, that- that's Maybe cool. we'll get some background on it. Who knows? But, anyways, he's captured. And I guess it's the next day or the next morning. Um, the palace droid comes in and tells Boba, hey, the twins are here. Well, that's kind of awkward. They just sent their killer to kill me yeah. yesterday, and now they're here. <laughs> so Boba meets with the twins and who are still nameless. I, I find it very odd that we don't have names for these two characters.
2: But that's that's crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna try to look that up. See,
1: I don't. I don't think. I don't remember. They don't introduce any names for them. It's just the twins. Hey, the twins are here. So my sister and brother is all we really know.
0: So Boba brings uh, Black Santen out in chains, and the Huts apologize. They say we're sorry for coming in here. Um, We've been played they wanted us to kill you or you to kill us and this territory has been promised to another syndicate take black Chrysanthemum as a tribute to you and here's a gift and, and uh, as the gifts coming out i think they they continue their conversation and boba asked under whose authority was the territory given and they named the mayor mock shades and Boba's not happy about it. He he's not very happy about it. But anyways, the uh the gift that uh the twins give to Boba Fett is a Rancor. And with the Rancor we get Danny Trejo.
1: <laughs> I think I the think thing that I was didn't awesome. know I needed, but I love
0: I'm telling you, man, like I that's crazy. Like I, I just didn't see him in a... I, couldn't, I could never picture him in a Star Wars project,
1: you know? But I, this this role seems like it was designed specifically to get him into a Star Wars project. But at the same time, like, he did do Spy Kids, you know what I'm saying? And he's but really good did. Spy yeah. Kids.
2: That's where I was introduced to Danny Trejo, actually. They say uh, the gift was the Rancor, but the real gift was Danny Trejo.
0: That's right. The Rancor came with Danny Trejo.
1: <laughs>
0: or Trejo, excuse me. Uh... So they bring the core in and Boba is talking with Danny Tre does Danny Trejo's character have a have a name? Does anyone have a name in the series? Nobody has
1: a name. <laughs> the names are overrated on Tatooine. If you're not, you know, uh the guy in charge, then no one cares. No one even cares. It's, you're right.
2: It, it's kinda like cows before slaughter, like you don't name them because you're gonna
0: So you think Danny you Trejo's gonna die?
2: Well, no, I mean, that's, you know, the I'm Tuscan Raiders, none of them <laughs> had names for like the chief.
0: Oh, no. Well, they, he didn't have a name. He was just the chief. That's not he a name. That's chief. a title. His name was Chief. What's up, Chief? <laughs> so you think the Tuscans okay, the are chief. like, hey, Chief, Chief. That was a translation of what I just said in Tuscan. That's really not. I don't know how to Tuscan.
2: You got Chief, and you got Warrior Tuscan, and you got
1: and Baby you got Tuscan. Ted. You got Baby
0: Tuscan. Yeah. But he has to change his name when he gets bigger, because he's not going to be a baby forever. <laughs>
1: Um it's part of the man ceremony. You get a name.
0: <laughs> so Boba's talking with Danny Trejo and uh Danny Trejo tells Boba that not like I'm just calling him Danny Trejo. I mean what else am I gonna call him? Uh, <laughs> he tell he tells Boba that Rancor's the or that this specific Rancor is depressed. Like he's he's depressed, he's not with his family or whatever. I, I don't know, he's just depressed. Maybe from the traveling. And Boba says, these creatures feel this deeply? And Danny Trejo, in all his infinite wisdom, was like, yes, of course they do. And we've never seen evidence of this, really. But it it turns out. It turns out, yeah. These things are very complex creatures.
2: A lot of layers.
0: It seems like a Rancor imprints on the first human it sees. I like this background. Okay. Because now we know. It makes
1: know so much sense. It
0: does. Why was that really big fat guy crying in Return of the Jedi? It's because his baby died. That's that's his, his Rancor, man. Like they had a bond. Like, like Digimon. Uh, you guys seen Digimon. Like you had the bond Ooh. between the monster and the kid. That's what a Rancor does. The Rancor and its master, and the big fat scary guy who cries in Return of the Jedi now has my utmost respect. I used to think he was kind of a I wimp, know. <laughs> and now I feel so bad for him. I want to see his story. Disney Plus, get on Wait. it.
1: Wait, does does this mean that Luke was the villain and killed a very peaceful creature? It seems like a man. Oh. He made big big fat man cry. He did.
2: Now, okay, first first it was. Mace Windu, now it's Luke Skywalker, oh my gosh. You can't trust Everybody anybody can't, you can't nowadays.
0: You can't trust anyone. So, Boba starts petting the Rancor, and the pe- Rancor opens its eyes, and the first thing it sees is Boba, And they have a connection now. They are Master and Rancor. They are just a pair now, and... Gosh, uh, Boba just starts rubbing him and he's like, oh, that's the spot, isn't it? And starts like, <laughs> we've never seen, this is another, this is a soft side of Boba that I denied earlier in the episode. He definitely has a soft side. It's right here. Boba is a sensitive man and it's, it's beautiful. I love the love he has for his rancor.
2: I didn't trust Danny Trejo at first with the rancor. I thought I was going to eat him, but
1: yeah, I, I definitely thought that was going to happen. But he didn't get eaten,
0: and he's a very good source of information.
1: Yeah, he, he was the one who taught Boba Fett that uh, these guys aren't aren't uh, aren't fighters by nature, and uh, they also have a very another special purpose.
0: Yeah, so now uh, Boba Fett wants to learn to ride a Rancor. I guess he wants to be even more intimidating than he already is. Um, and he he goes on to say that he's um, ridden uh, creatures ten times this size.
2: So he's written Beasts 10 times the size, which basically means that the holiday special is canon now, right? The only true conclusion is that it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's official. There is, there
0: is. You heard it here first. That's right. Totally canon. Princess Leia was all coked up singing Life Day carols. And Luke Skywalker <laughs> looked like a, a weird cosplay of his own self. It's It's all canon. It's true. All of it. But moving on, um, I believe... Oh, I think... Is it Fennec Shan that comes down and uh, tells tells Boba, Or no. It's a, it's it's a droid, the, right? It's, it's the droid, droid
1: again. Yeah, it's the droid.
0: That droid's got a lot of work this episode. He's he's done a lot. He comes in and tells... Well, I mean, I guess he's not done a lot. He's just given us a little bit of information here and there. But he tells Boba that the mayor can't see him for at least 20 days. Blah, 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 blah. And Boba said, all right, pack it up. We're going right now. Danny Trejo... Why don't you feed the rain core? We'll be back. So Boba uh, packs up, goes to Mos Espa, and marches right into Moksha's building. And it's it's the aide man. We get the the, uh, the mayor's aide. the aid. Ma,
2: major domo or what? Yeah, the
0: name? major domo. Major, major
2: domo,
1: yeah. domo.
0: Yeah, he's he's there, and I always love this character, man. He's so like he's so spazzy. Yeah, I enjoy it, and he's always trying to be polite, but also like go away, don't bother us. And it's,
1: I've got work to do. It's
0: a good balance. He he plays that character very very well. And Boba says, "Look, I need to see the mayor now. I'm not taking no for an answer." And he said, "Well, let me let me uh uh I don't I don't think that'll work." And he's like, "Look, just choose your words, or excuse me, Phoenix Shan says, choose your next words very carefully. They might be your last." To which he replies, well, let me see what the mayor's doing. So he goes and opens the door. While that's happening, Boba Fett kind of makes a remark at Finnick about, hey, you think that was too hard? And Finnick was like, well, he's going to get the mayor, isn't he? And to which he actually is not going to get the mayor. He gets in the room and he locks the door, to which Boba Fett says he locked the door. Yes, this is stunning commentary. I know. So Finnick and Boba <laughs> break into the door by this time uh major domo has had the chance to get into a speeder and ride away he gets away but don't worry that vehicle that vehicle looked like my
2: grandma's like Cadillac <laughs> back in the day it really
0: did like it was it was a fancy looking speeder I liked it didn't look very it of course it was spacey because it was a it was a, a hovercraft a, a speeder but it, it looked like a car and i I kind of didn't like it I kind of wanted it to be more spacey, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, that looks like uh, the speeder that Han Solo uh, rides in in Solo, a Star Wars story, actually. Oh, looks yeah. Like it, it, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even does. think about that. Yeah, I think you're right.
0: But even that one, I mean,
1: same thing. I, I still, I, It's not spacey enough, man. It kind of looks like a Cadillac. Um. Well, I mean, that isn't the important part of the scene. The important part of the scene is the uh, Mighty Morphin Robot Rangers. Go, go Power
0: rangers. Yes, exactly. This is when Boba Fett sends his rangers after Major Domo. And there's this epic um, chase scene through Mos Espa. We see them knocking down stuff and going through people and one by one getting their own little action sequences, just like a true Power Ranger fight sequence. It's beautiful. And we finally catch up with the Major Domo they reckon he admits that Machay's the mayor is not here. He's meeting with the Pikes. <laughs> this is where we flash to Mos Eisley and Mos Espa somewhere, wherever these Pikes are, and we see a bunch of these Pikes come out of a starship, right? A transport. They are coming out. It seems like this is the first wave of some pikes that, that may be coming to the planet and they're there to do business. This is their territory now, at least in their mind.
1: Yeah. The pikes come in and it's, uh, they seem, they seem ready to do some business. There's about 12 of them. And, uh, you know, it's very interesting and, uh, sets up for a nice confrontation, possibly next episode.
0: I think it does. And we, we have gotten a lot of setup in one episode, pay off in the next episode. And it might, it might be a payoff in the next episode. I don't think so. I mean, this Pike thing, I think, is, I think they're the main threat. I said that about the Twins, and I was wrong. <laughs> or maybe I wasn't. I don't know. They might still be pulling the strings. Who knows? But the Pikes are in town. They're going to do some business. And I think this is the first instance of something from the past and something from the present kind of culminating, right? We have the Pikes kind of entering the territory five years ago when uh, Boba was having his flashbacks. And now we have the Pikes or more Pikes coming in in the present day. So I'm, I'm interested to see the Pike story from the flashback era to now. I hope we get some background on that.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, seeing because it looks like they're just coming into the planet. So uh, Boba might have run them off before mm-hmm. and now he might have to do it again.
0: And to find that out, we're gonna have to look forward to the Book of Boba Fett episode four, which has not been
1: named yet. We'll find it, or has it? Can we? Can you see all the title names on Disney Plus, Grant? Uh, you cannot. Uh, in fact, you can't even see the actual title names on Disney Plus for these episodes.
0: Wow, that's that's so it's so secret that you
1: don't even know when you know, right? You just have to watch it to know and make sure that you remember it. Otherwise, you're completely in the dark about titles of episodes. You just say, ah, season one, episode seven, which will never exist, by the way. This is a six-episode series.
2: Is it six or a seven?
1: I think it's six. Mm-hmm.
0: So, as per tradition, we're going to have to rate this episode. Grant, what do you give this episode out of ten or out of five times two?
1: I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, there was a nine, I like wow. the Black Chrysanthemum fight. Um, I think it was really cool seeing him. I, I know it's not cool for him sneaking in like that, uh, and I think that may be a little bit off from his character, seeing that he was a gladiator. Um, but, you know, still, the fight scene in general was really good. Uh, seeing all the Mighty Morphin robot rangers coming in and uh, using their gadgets and seeing how they worked was pretty cool and uh, ultimately setting up with the Pikes uh, was something I was excited about, and I think will pay off very, very well as long as, as well as uh, Boba getting his own rancor. Yeah, uh,
0: I agree with you in the fact that this is a, a, a fun episode. It had its, its good points. It had its weird points as well. So that's the highest rating you've given an episode yet, Grant, and it's wow. funny because I know that Diedrich, this is not his favorite episode, so... Again, you are on two sides of the spectrum, on everything.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's only one step above what I what I rated last episode, and Dietrich's just jumping all over the board. I, I'm more consistent.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so Wesley, what do you give
0: the Book of Boba Fett episode three out of ten,
2: or out of five times two? Out of ten, I'm going to give this a. A very strong, hot, smelly pile of tauntaun pudu too. Tauntaun <laughs> pudu. No so, man. Um, I didn't. I didn't enjoy the episode that much. It, like, a lot of the qualities I liked in the second episode of Book of Boba Fett, I feel like this episode undid it. You know, it. It, right. took, it took away the Tusken Raiders. Um, the. Uh, you know the suspense of Black Kristanton and and the twins, the tw- the Hut twins. Like it just kind of undid that too, in a way. And then it introduced like the the uh, we call them the Swoop Gang, the little Cyber Kids. Go, go, yeah, it a, so it's a, it's an interesting concept with the kids, but it, they didn't really fit Tatooine all that well. Like they had a like, vibrant colors and they it just didn't really seem like a good fit and overall like th- this episode of star wars just kind of felt like cheap quality compared to like previous episodes and previous m- media in
1: general so yeah i'll give it a two well in uh in response to your you saying those characters don't feel like they fit tatooine uh there is some rumors circulating that they are actually uh characters from what is now legends that were let's say um were from the old like old old times where the they were jedi but started going down the sith path and uh were actually the creators of the sith and were in put in stasis and actually ended up coming to our time um now well that seems really convoluted it definitely does but the characters actually have similar enhancements that those characters do. Like uh, the guy, uh, the red guy at the end who reports in about them having the uh, uh, the number of pikes has the same robotic enhanced eye that the character did in the expanded universe legends now. And uh, the girl is also very similar with her upgrades. And uh, I don't think we get names for them. But uh, they, just the characterization seems to be very similar to each other. And you're right. They have no names, just like everyone else. <laughs> names
0: are overrated. So something I forgot to mention, and, I, and I'll get to Wesley's rating in a minute. We did forget to mention that uh, Black chrysanthemum was released by Boba Fett. I didn't mention that. Yeah. That's an important plot point. Out of respect, he said, look, man, it was just business. I don't fault you for it go free and we see black chrysanthemum run off into the desert and it's going to be a really long walk i hope he has got a phone so he can call a tatooine uh uber
2: (laughs) that would be helpful you see how black chrysanthemum like took off running like it was it was kind of like a weird strut (laughs) it was weird
0: yeah it was it was funny looking it was definitely funny looking but uh wesley i i can see the false in this episode i'm not gonna i can't give it that low there were some things I really liked in this episode, but there were also some things I really didn't like. So, my rating out of 10, I'm going to give it... A 5.5. And it's kind of middle of the road, like... I don't think it was horrible. I don't think it was great. It was just kind of there. We, we get... We, the the reason I'm rating it that high is because of the really good information we get at the beginning about Mosespa and the tears and all all the different things happening in the city. That's very important to the story. I, I like that. I like the Rancor. I like Space Danny Trejo. And I think I think that's just his name. I think it's Danny Trejo. <laughs> I think Danny Trejo is playing Danny Trejo in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> starring himself <laughs> Danny Trejo as himself Yeah it those were the great things what I didn't like about the episode I, I don't I don't like the Mighty Morphin Power Kids man Go
2: go Power I
0: just like you said Wesley I totally agree that they do not fit Tatooine and I don't think there's some kind of weird ancient Sith people. This would be a weird place to put them, you know. I I, I don't I don't think they meshed well. Again, it contributes to Boba Fett not being able to take care of himself, that he has to surround himself with this posse. And, and and I get he needs people around him to look out for him. Um, you know, not you can't do stuff like this by yourself, but. I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't care for it. I like the way that he brings them in. I like the way he talks to them, and I think that could have been something else. I like him taking them into work for him, but everything after that is strange. Like it's just weird. You know, I don't even think. I don't think the cybernetic enhancements are like a big deal. That could have been a cool plot point. I think the way they're used after Boba Fett brings them into the fold is just strange. Um, I didn't like that the Tusken Raiders died. That I'm I'm gonna cry. I'm I'm still crying about it. Like every night I go to bed and I'm like I'm okay I'm okay. And then the thought hits me those Tuscans are dead and you'll never ever see them again. And that hurts. Again, thank you, John Favreau, for killing them. I also didn't like the twins going away, and that may just be a development. I don't know. They may not really be gone, but I don't like. That we kind of got a big bad villain fake out. Well, I don't know. The fake out might be cool. It it keeps things interesting, but I I hope they stick around. I hope we see more of them.
1: I definitely think we will.
0: Yeah, I I think we will, too. And I'm still asking the question, man, where is Rhoda? But maybe we'll find out later on. So with that, let's turn it over to the Grandmaster Jedi himself, Master Yoda for the word of the week. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Hmm. Danny Trejo, the word of the week is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Master Yoda, that's that's actually kind of humorous. You you know Danny Trejo? You know some of his work? Hmm. Machete. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you do. Did, did you did you see him in Spy Kids? Hmm. Yes. Spy Kids one, three, and two. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he did a good job in Spy Kids. He's also known for killing a lot of people in other movies. But uh, I, I do find that interesting. Master Yodo, what do you think about the bond between man and Rancor? Mm, yes. Fae, what are the tales of the Rancor? Wrote upon by the witches of Dothamir to intimidate. Very nice it is. Very compassionate creatures, are. Get this a lot, we do not. A lot of violence there is. So, uh, so what you're telling me is they're just really big, ugly brutes with a big soft spot. So you rub them on the belly, they'll be your friend forever. Yes. Rancor. Man's best friend they are. That's funny, I thought that was Wookiees. But anyways, this has been another great episode of Dork Wars the Podcast. We'd like to thank everybody for listening. Go check out our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our Twitter, our Linktree, our merch store. We're everywhere. So hit that subscribe button, go like our pages. Thank you, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars the Podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash dorkwarsthepodcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so
2: by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at WarsPodcast at gmail.com.
1: This has been a...
2: Pikes don't like... I don't think the Pikes get dirty that way, but... uh, or, Actually, yeah, cut that out because that got stupid. They, of course they get dirty.
1: Production.